Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So amazingly, of course, happy 5th of July. It's not 4th anymore, but glorious time this whole weekend as we celebrated our 244th year of our independence. It's a match, 244. And what an amazing time. And what's, what's utterly amazing is that we celebrate our independence in the shadow of two unprecedented events in our history, aren't we? Of course, this continued ongoing pandemic that we're experiencing and enduring worldwide. But secondly, the social unrest that's happening, that's morphed into what's unique about it in the last 244 years, it's attacking the very foundations of our nation, and by extension, even of the entire West, the very heart of which our civilization is built. That's what's happening here, by the way. And I just received word, and again, don't quote me on this because I just heard it on, on the way in, but they toppled down another statue of the capital, St. Junipero Serra. If that's true, again, don't quote me on this. I just heard it. i got to confirm it. But that will be the third one now. The very founder of California, which is why our beautiful cities are named after all these Catholic themes and saints. So that's what's unique about it. It's unlike anything else we've faced before in 244 years of our nation. Because again, it's attacking the very heart of it. That's what's unique. It's not an external threat. It's from within now. These last three months, I don't know about you, but I'm just so tired. So tired. Violence, divisions, people dying, this hatred. It's just, it's, just, it's just utterly everywhere. So the question now becomes, with these unprecedented challenges we're all faced with, how do we approach it? How? I want to read you a quote from one of the news channels on prime time, one of the major newscasters, and he said this, and I think it, it highlights some some stark contrast with the words of Jesus in the gospel today. So I want you to let's compare the two outlooks of life. So I think one you're about to hear is widespread. This newscaster said just a couple days ago. If you believe in one another, and if you do the right thing for yourself and your community, things will get better in this country. You don't need help from above. It's within us. Notice the the lines that he said in it. For yourself, in your community, things will get better. You don't need help from above. It's within you and me. We just we just gotta find it within ourselves. We just gotta conjure up new systems, new something. Just, just do it within ourselves. Within us, we can do it. Con- contrast that with the words of Jesus. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for I am meek and humble at heart. My yoke is easy and my burden light. 
Do you see the utter different worldviews these two present? And they're out there. First one, it's within you. Within your power, your grasp, your, your ability. Rely on your strength, your intellect. It's within you. Build yourself up. And then here, this is the words of Jesus. Learn from me. Be meek. Humble. In other words, pray. Pray first. If you think about it, praying is a very humbling thing that we do. Prayer is a very humbling thing that we do. Because in the eyes of the world, they see us kneeling in prayer. You're doing something utterly worthless. Has no power, no effect. Do whatever you do on your, on your spare time, but don't, don't stop saying, I'm praying for you, or I'm praying for this, or I'm praying for that. It has no effect. Or you think about it, you know, last night, let many people partied. And many of you got up this morning. You could have slept in. But notice what you did. You got up willingly. You got dressed. You got ready. And you drove all the way over here. That is a very humbling act on your behalf. Because you said, essentially, I must go to Jesus first. I must go to him. In contrast, what does the other side say? Go within yourself. Why do we go to Jesus? And we see this powerfully, don't we? He says in the beginning of the gospel, Nobody knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, until anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. In this beautiful encounter here, we have an insight into the heart of Jesus Christ. Few times, only a handful of occasions, do we actually have the insight of Jesus' prayer life. And we have it here on display. He says, Father, he's praying to his Father. He says, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me. And no one knows me except you. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And to anyone to whom I wish to reveal myself too. See, that's the reason why we pray and why we go to Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. That's the only reason why we come here to Mass and pray. That is why we dedicate our lives to him. And to whatever the situations that are in front of us and our challenges, we always approach it, as in the words of the second reading today, now from St. Paul, in the Spirit. Again, now you see the two contrasts again. Look at beautifully how Paul says here. My brothers and sisters, and again, notice now, remember, who's he talking to? The church in Rome. They're surrounded by the splendor of the most powerful empire ever. Again, as they're reading this letter from Paul to the Romans here, they could probably go outside of the house. They're probably reading this letter in a tiny little house. They could literally walk outside the front doors, look up, and see the emperor's palace. This is what they're surrounded with. Power, majesty, might, Armies, wealth, strength. And Paul's telling the Christians, you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit. If only the Spirit dwells in you. 
What is he saying here? Live by the Spirit now. Approach all of our difficulties, all of our problems with spiritual weapons. See, that's what marks us as different. We approach God first. Then everything else follows. See, that's why the Christian never rests in one political party, by the way. Because we never put our trust in politicians, no matter who wins the election in November. Our, our trust is never in politicians or systems at the end of the day, as important as that is. Again, don't, don't get me wrong. We need to develop those and fight for justice and peace and, and fight in politics, absolutely. But the Christian is marked first by spiritual weapons. And it's a humbling act. You see, this is why the world in the flesh will always look at us as ridiculous. When we say, I pray, and they scoff at you. The vast majority of the world right now is sleeping in. Only a small percentage of Americans are at church right now. A small percentage. The rest are sleeping in. Why? I dare say, because they're still in the flesh. Only the remnant, only the few are always faithful. Never be discouraged by low church numbers or by the faithful. We are always, the faithful are always tiny. Always tiny. Remember the words of Jesus always says that. The path to destruction is what? Wide. The road to heaven is narrow. And Paul is saying, surrounded by the splendor of mighty Rome, you are not in the flesh. And so what does that look like now? What does a Christian living in the Spirit look like? What does our daily life, how does that unfold now, day in and day out? Firstly, you're doing it now. You're at Mass, which is our obligation, our duty, following the faithful commandment to, to keep the Sabbath holy. That's what you're doing right now, which is the pinnacle of Western civilization, by the way. God first. That is why we need to proclaim and to continue to invite people to come back to Mass. And so make Mass the center of your life. You know, when you read out through our second scripture, you know when Israel always fell away? It was when they stopped worshiping God. That is when, once, they, once, they, once you do that, once you stop worshiping God, the entire fabric begins to unravel. And you see this all throughout sacred scripture. And then when God would send the prophets to the Israelites to bring them back, the first thing they would always do was to return back to right worship. Always. And secondly, we need to be praying every day. Every day. As families, as individuals, as husbands and wives, and as families, we need to be praying every day. Because prayer is the soul of the Christian. Without prayer, we will shrivel up like a raisin, just and unravel. Again, you've heard me see, quote these studies before. Again, studies, all the social studies are showing this. As our nation and Western civilization departs from her Christian roots, you see our social fabric unraveling. 
drug addiction, suicides, skyrocketing. Young people have no idea what the purpose of life is anymore because we're told that it's money, power, and pleasure, and honor. And yet when we achieve those things, guess what? Our hearts still empty. You see, we're at, we're at the crossroads of a civilizational change here. And I'm not saying this hyperbolically. Because for the first time in our civilization's history, we're departing from God. That's, that's, that's the heart of the battle here. We're departing from God. Never before have we done this. Never. In 244 years of our nation's history and in thousands of years of Western civilization, this is the new challenge for us. And our civilization will only be saved through the faithful remnant, which is the same story all throughout history. History is always changed by saints, by the way. Not a king, not a political system at the end of the day. But faithful Christians who are on fire for the Lord and who allow the grace of Jesus Christ to flow through their lives. And then the ripple effect. So make Mass the center of your life. Because when you do that, you are following the footpath and the footsteps of our ancestors. And pray every single day. I'll end here with the words of Jesus again. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. And you will find rest for yourselves. My yoke is easy, and my burden light. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.